And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. We started with, with Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Last weekend we said that our Jesus, our Lord, our mentor, our trailblazer, our, our trailblazer, the one who went ahead of us and cut a path. Amen. He blazed the trail and left a path for us to follow. His name is Jesus. Amen. We saw he did something. And as a result, he walked in the power of the spirit. Uh, verse, can you go to verse 13 quickly? Verse 13. Uh, the Bible says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from Jesus for a season. And after that, we are told that Jesus, verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out the fame of him through all the region round about. Jesus was in the desert fasting for 40 days. Uh huh. He was tempted by the devil for 40 days. We were on a fast. And since it came on my heart to ask you not only to dedicate 40 days out of this year unto the Lord, but just dedicate the entire year. Mm -hmm. We have set apart, consecrated, uh, we're, we're in a period of consecration, a 40-day period of consecration. Is that alright? And I'm asking, not, don't let it be 40 days only. Mm -hmm. In your own way, consecrate 2023. After the 40-day fast, ask God, what can I do that I am usually doing? What can I stop doing to consecrate this year unto you? I guarantee you, since it will change your life. It will change your life. Amen? So, let us do what we see our Lord Jesus doing, our mentor. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the reason why, since I'm saying this, is because it is possible to be like Jesus. I didn't say that. The Bible says that. Luke chapter 6 verse 40 said, says that. It says, the disciple is not above his master. But everyone that is perfect. Mm -hmm, everyone that is who? Perfect shall be as his master. So Jesus left the door open for you and I to step up. Well, the, the amen is not strong. Amen, amen. amen is not strong. I mean, because you see, you see yourself, you see, we see ourselves, we see our issues, we see our shortcomings, but God doesn't see you like that. People from heaven see us differently. When Jesus came to Gideon, he said, he said, thou mighty man of valor, Gideon looked back to see who he was talking to. <laughs> but you see, that's how people from heaven talk. People from heaven talk like they, they see they talk like you've arrived already. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how the spirit realm, the spirit realm is different from this realm. So when God addresses us, he addresses us as champions. Yes. Amen. Because he sees us in Christ. Right. Amen. We see ourselves without Christ, always struggling, fighting with the past. Uh-huh. But not God. That's why we need to break free in 2023 and start seeing ourselves the way God wants us to. The way God sees us since. And what's, help, what's going to help is praying and fasting. What's going to help? Praying and fasting. Praying and fasting. That's why we're on a 40-day <clears throat> fast 
I call it a modification of your eating, but I mean we are not in we are not eating any chicken with no no um no meat, no fast food, no bad movies, no horrors, right? Pure flicks. Since we're just consecrating, we're watching our eye get, our ear get, and we're just being very careful where we go. Because the Bible says you need to guard your heart for out of it, out of it flows the issues. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 24 tells us. So we are guarding what we see, what we hear, where we go for 24, for 40 days so we can hear God. What we're trying to do is sensitize our spirit man. Make him or her sensitive to God, to hear from God. The Bible says only one thing is needful. That's what Jesus, in Luke chapter 10 verse 42, Jesus told Martha, Mary has been telling her to leave, vacate the feet of Jesus where you get in life and come help me in the kitchen. And Jesus, she said, she did not even, she did not even answer her sister. She had to call to Jesus and said, tell my sister. And Jesus said, no, she has chosen the best part. We are here this morning. We have chosen the best part. Amen. To be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So today, what I want to do, I said last week that I was going to show you how fasting and praying defeats unbelief. Because brothers and sisters, our problem is unbelief. That is the problem, unbelief. And so Jesus says, there is a way that you can defeat unbelief. Is that all right? Can turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17, verse 14 to 21. I'll just read rather expeditiously and then we'll get back to the text. I know I won't finish everything today, but I'm going to do at least 20 to 25 minutes. Amen? Jesus said, there is a way you and I can defeat unbelief. Mm -hmm. There is a way. You got it? Verse 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic, and so vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire, and oftentimes into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. The disciples had already been given power to heal. But here it seems like they suffered a colossal defeat. And then later on, they're going to, they're going to go into a, 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 what I call um, a breakout session. And they're going to ask Jesus, why couldn't we heal? Because we did it before. What's going on? Let's read. Verse 17, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? That's how Jesus responded to the apostles' failure to heal the, um, the man's child. Jesus called his disciples and apostles faithless and perverse because he expected them to heal the boy. Jesus said, how long shall I be with you? Jesus is saying, Look, I need to go back to my father. I need to go back to heaven. I'm here modeling the life to you. Uh-huh. And I thought you got it. It's apparent you did not because here I expect you to help human beings since that's what I'm getting to. God has given us the spirit of God so we can help humans. There are people out there who need help. People, are you getting me sense? That's why we need to learn to walk in the power of the spirit. It's not for you. It's not for me. Well, 
Amen. If, if, you, if you are in the power of the Spirit, you can, you, you can bless your family. Amen. Amen. Because charity begins at home. Right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But Jesus here is irate. He said, how long shall I suffer you? Bring the boy to me. Verse 18 says, and Jesus rebuked the devil. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from the very hour. There it comes, the breakout session. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. They wait when everybody left. You see, typically, after, after this experience, there is a party in the breakout session. Master, do you want some, uh, do you want some um, green tea? Some iced tea? Do what? Master, what do you want? Should I get some peanuts? Some fruits? Right? And nothing like that going on here. Everybody's quiet. Embarrassed. A colossal defeat. The room is quiet. You can hear a pin drop. But I think that they asked Jesus because we benefited. Is that all right? They said, Jesus. They, they, they came to Jesus and said, why could not we cast him out? Why couldn't we do that? And Jesus said unto them, hear me. Because of what? Because of your unbelief. For very I say unto you, if you have faith, the problem is not faith. The problem is not faith, not a lack of faith. The problem is unbelief. Because he said, if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be what? This is, this is in the Bible. The Bible says if you don't have unbelief and you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, nothing shall be what? The problem is we need to believe that. David said in Psalms 27 verse 13, he said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the... Beloved, I submit to you that our problem in Christian down... Christendom is our inability to believe God the way he wants us to. That is the only problem. Uh, he continues here. He said, he said, he said here, how be it? The word how be it here is but. But this kind goeth not out by prayer and that's why we are fasting. So what does not go out by prayer and fast Fasting. Unbelief. The, the subject here is unbelief. Now, I'm going to read another account because it's been taught it's a certain type of demon. But you have to reconcile both accounts because the name of Jesus is enough to get rid of a demon. But the name of Jesus is only as powerful coming from a heart full of belief. It doesn't matter how much you call Jesus' name. If you don't believe. And nothing happening. Excuse my vernacular. Right. Nothing is happening. You better say it. <laughs> it has to come from a heart of belief. And that's where our problem is. The work in Christendom is to grow in belief. That's, right. that's where the hard work is. To be able to train the sense of faith. Your sixth sense. Oh, we have the, 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 the five senses. We can smell, see, taste. Oh, we, that's very alive. But to dull these five senses, to hear God and agree with God. Oh, that's where the challenge comes. Look, you will never agree and believe God coming to church twice a week. You got work to do at the house. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. Are you getting me, saints? And what helps is fasting and praying. I was so happy when I heard that we had about six or seven people here Saturday morning praying from six to nine. Mm, that's a blessing. These three hour periods of prayer, the Bible call, calls them watchings. A watch is a, a three hour period of prayer. They were here on, 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 on when? Saturday morning, seeking God, praying, exalting his name. Are you with me, saints? Because we are unaware to grow to the point where we can believe God. So casting demons won't be a problem. Demons are wicked spirits. You don't play with, you don't play with a demon. The boy here is suffering from a seizure. But his father, no, that's no seizure. No, he is demon possessed. And I'll, I'll explain why the father, how do you know that daddy? How do you know that? How do you know that? It's me. I'll explain to you what, how he knows. But are you getting what I'm saying, saints? This is my point. Demon is still real. Some of you are quiet. Everything is not a demon, amen? I want you to know that. Amen? The boy was having convulsions, not because he had, not because he had a nervous troubled system, no. Typically, that type of convulsion is induced by a troubled nervous system. Are you with me? Right, well, you're listening? Okay. But this particular, this particular convulsion was induced by a demon. Demons do that. They take advantage of people's ignorance. That's why you should not be, you and I, we should not be watching horror movies. Let me say that again. That's why we should not be watching horror movies. You open up a door. Case in point, uh, I had a friend come to my house. It was, a, it was a July 4th holiday. And so I had somebody come to the house. And so I said, I, I left big mystic. I, he was, you know, friend, trusted friend. Can you say trusted friend? Innocent. So I said, I said I'm going to take a shower. You wait for me, I give him the, uh, the remote. Trouble. <laughs> so I was stepping to the shower, Mr. Woodley. And the Holy Ghost said to me, go, go back and see what he's watching. So I back up and went. And I just turned my back. He has it on a horror movie. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, he said what? I said, we don't look at horrors in a house. I said, this is a sanctified house. We don't look at any devilish stuff in a house. I'm a Christian. Indeed. And he said, what do you mean? I said, they encourage demonic activity. And he looked at me and he said, oh my God. The man said to me, hear me carefully. He said, no wonder sometimes in my house, I feel I run into somebody and nobody is there. <laughs> mm -hmm. just felt like you run into somebody and nobody is there and he's freaking out I just thought I would share that with you man. <laughs> since we got to be what? we got to be very careful we got to be very careful I thought and I came here today to expose demons because they are more active than you and I think I was looking can you go to John 18 is it John 18 uh, not John 18 there is a text uh, uh, where a demon possessed uh Jesus called her a daughter of Abraham and she was bent over. Is it Luke 18? Uh, 
I'm so sorry. I, it just came to mind and I thought I would share it with you to expose these evil creatures. Oh, God, I give thee praise. Anyhow, uh, um, Jesus was preaching in a synagogue and a woman came and she's bent over for 18 years. The doctor said she had scoliosis, curvature of the spine. But Jesus said she had a demon that kept her bent for 18 years. And people think it's normal, it's natural. Until our God, who's champion. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. He showed up. And when the champion showed up, the demons get very uncomfortable. Do you get to test it somewhere, oh God? That's right. Thank you so much. Can you go to first? Uh, well, and behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of what? How many years? And was bowed together, bowed down, and could in no wise lift up herself. Nothing is wrong with the lady except that she's demon possessed. And the devil is so wicked, he has her bent. Because that's how the devil wants us. Bent, bowed. That's how he wants you. He doesn't want us to stand upright. Hmm? He always wants us to crawl and creep. Because, because he hates God. And he hates, he hates human beings. Because God is in love with human beings. Now you with me saints? The Bible says, for God did not send his son... Uh-huh. Romans 3.17. To condemn the world, but that the world might him through him might be saved. God did not send Jesus to condemn the world. So if there's any Christian out there who's letting you feel condemned, maybe they are not. They maybe they are just bewitched. Well, because God did not send Jesus Christ. Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world. Everybody knows that. I like doing verse 17. <laughs> For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. And the devil knows that, so he's after people. He's trying to destroy people. And so the Bible tells us when Jesus, prior to our text, what happened was Jesus was on Mount Transfiguration. He's on Mount Transfiguration, and Peter, James, and John went up with him. He left nine, nine apostles at the bottom of the mountain. You know, I've heard it said, you know, I, sometimes it's difficult to read this, the Bible and just walk away. Because I have been exposed to so many, I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> I've been exposed to so many troubling teachings. I've been in church from a boy, a little boy growing up, and I've heard so many stuff. But it's different when you begin to seek that for yourself. And you begin to take a scripture and memorize it and speak in tongues over it for weeks. And ask God, what's happening there? Are you with me? And God then, all of a sudden, I've had scriptures and memorizing and for years whispering, five, six years now, I'm now getting revelation knowledge on them. And now I'm getting, now, I'm saying, whoa, five years ago I asked you. <laughs> and so Jesus is on Mount Transfiguration. Peter, James, and John is with him. At the bottom, nine apostles. The man brought his son. And each apostle come, came. In Jesus' name, nothing happening. Thomas came in Jesus' name. Nothing's happening. Bartholomew came in Jesus' name. Nothing is happening. 
Judas came in Jesus' name. And by then a crowd is growing. Not only that, but the Pharisees, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came. This same account is in Luke chapter 9. Sorry, Mark chapter 9 and Luke chapter 9. The same account. I'm just dealing with it from Matthew. And so Mr. Woodley, a crowd is coming. And they're telling the apostles, we thought you had power. We thought you said the name of Jesus. And nothing's up. They're embarrassed. And they're quiet. Now I'll explain to you what the devil is doing. That's why you have to be very careful. You, sometimes you got to know about how to deal with those things. Amen. You got to know that your eye and your ear, very sensitive towards uh, when, you're, when you're working in that area. Because what you see and what you hear can distract you. When you're coming to lay hands on a boy and you see his body begin to convulse, it takes a lot of faith not to change your mind. To see his start to twirl around and twist and froth at the mouth, that's going to affect your faith. Well... <laughs> <laughs> so that is why that's what the devil knows that is why no, nothing is working and he's doing that every time one of the apostles came he throws the boy to the ground he's a wicked devil and the man this is the only in Luke chapter 9 we are told this is the this, this is the man's only son can you imagine your only boy the devil is destroying him I'll tell you why now if you look at the word before I get into that amen before I get into it how many of you have heard that Jesus had an inner circle. Growing up, let me tell you, Jesus had no inner circle. Because Jesus took Matthew, Mark, what, who, who did Jesus took on the mountain? Jesus took on the mountain whom? He took Peter, James, and John. Do you know why he took Peter, James, and John? They were loose cannons. Peter walked around with a, a machete, hanged, strapped to his side. James and John wanted to kill all the Samaritans because they didn't. Jesus said, I got to keep these guys close to me. <laughs> these guys are unpredictable. <laughs> they might cause me more trouble. <laughs> so that is why Jesus had them close to. Are you with me, saints? Not that Jesus practiced favoritism. I guarantee you, I've heard. When I grew up, the church, I grew up as a Pentecostal. Let me not hide it. Amen. And I, I felt so inferior because for some reasons there were some super saints and there, there were some crawling saints. I felt like a crawling saint. That's how they made me feel because of the they preach and teach. I'm, look, I am, I'm not hiding. I'm telling you how it is, how it was. Maybe they've changed today. But I know back then they did, but it was rough. Back then, if you were not close to the pastor and, and the deacon board and so on, you were nothing. Yes, that's how they made me feel. Until I began reading the Bible. Oh, glory be to God. When I began reading God's word, take the seal of God's word and play in my spirit. I realized these are just two-legged creatures. <laughs> when God begins to give you his own perception... When you begin to see things like God, are you with me, saints? When you begin to experience the love of God, one of the most powerful things you can do as a believer is to experience God's love for you. Not your love for God. <laughs> when you know how much God loves you, that's what matters. You have nobody to please. 
Oh, when you're all right with God, that's why it's good to be all right with God. You need to pursue, look, you need to pursue God. That's where your answer is. Because the Bible says one thing is needful. You think it's this or that. No, no, no. The Bible, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words never pass away. If Jesus said only one thing is needful, one thing is needful. Because God's word is a seed. It's the seed for whatever you want. Amen. What do you want? Do you want a spouse? It's the seed for a spouse. You want a house? It's the seed for a house. Do you want a job? It's the seed for a job. You know why some of us don't read the Bible? The devil doesn't want us to. He doesn't want us to put seed in so we'll get fruit. Yes. <laughs> that, that's why. You see, in tucked away in Genesis 8.20, it says until the earth remain, there's going to be what? Seed? Can, can you put it on the... Can, quickly, quickly. Genesis 8.20. Elder, I didn't know that was here. And 15, 20 years ago, I was crying, God, God, how comes everybody's moving forward? I'm not moving forward. Rah, 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 rah. And I was reading because I know when you ask God a question, because God is a spirit, you won't hear a voice saying, this is, you won't hear that. Because God is so powerful, if he talks this entire building, is going to collapse. Amen. So I know he's spoken. So when I ask, I go to his word and read his word to hear what his word says. Uh, for, for example, I was talking, uh, talking to God all yesterday. I was working, talking to God and asking God, I, you know, I've been, I've been asking you for this for a while. And I, start, I just started reading the word. And God said to me, I, in, um, just this morning, while I was ironing, in John chapter 14, John chapter 14, I think verse, uh, verse 13 and 15 says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. <laughs> if you ask anything in my name, I will what? And yesterday I was after him, said, you haven't done this for me, I've been telling you. And he answered me this morning. You see, if I stopped doing that, he would have answered me already. <laughs> How many of you just love God? Just be real with, just love God, Amen. That's why after you talk to him, you go read the word. The reason why many of us, he, the, the devil knows if he can get you and I away from God's word, he has us in the palm of his hand. That, yeah, that's our only problem. That was my problem years ago. Just never a Christian in church, love the Lord, jump in every Sunday. But no word in me, nothing to keep me stable. And so Mr. China, three of them came down from the mountain. Peter, James, and John. Uh-huh. The nine are down. And the man brought his son. And notice how he describes what's happening to his son. Quickly. Notice what he describes. How he describes his son. This is so disappointing. So heartbreaking. Are you ready? Oh, God help me. Verse 17. Uh, is it verse 15? Is it John chapter, Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 14. Can you go to verse... Um, uh, 15. He said, and when Matthew chapter 17, I said, sorry, 17. That's our text. 17. Yes. And so, so Jesus, just the champion ruler came down the mountain. The disciples are filled. Are you with me, saints? We just sang, our oh God is what? The champion ruler appears on the scene now. Things are changing. Can you give the Lord Jesus a hand?
Hallelujah. 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 I heard somebody singing, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. You know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I just thought it was a, such a nice phrase. Amen. So I began singing it to Jesus. I'm in love. <laughs> Anybody in love with Jesus? Amen. I'm in love. I'm in love. I have found the one whom my heart is love. Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, I love my wife. My wife, that's a done deal. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. So he says here, in the manner and he said, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is a what? A lunatic. And so vexed. For oftentimes the demon fall, for, sorry, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire. The demon takes the boy and throws him in the fire. He's trying to kill the boy, but the boy is a fighter. He continues, he said, he said, and oftentimes into the, the demon is trying to kill him, uh, uh, drown him and burn him up. Can you imagine he has a lot, he had a lot of burn scars. You, you know what I'm talking about? Because of what the demon is doing to him and the father is helpless. That's why it's important that we continue to fast and pray as we're doing now. Because you, 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 there is no telling you what you're going to run upon. <laughs> So, so verse, uh, let's continue. We'll look at, we'll look at, we'll look at what he means in a while. And he said, and I brought him to your disciples and they could not. Let's go back to verse 15 quickly. Let's look at what he said about Jesus, about his son. He said, Luke chapter 9 verse 30, don't, don't turn here, says, tells us this is the man's only son. Mm -hmm. And he, he told Jesus, my son is what? A lunatic. Meaning here that, um, uh, he is, the word lunatic in the Greek means moonstruck. I'd explain what that means, moonstruck. Um, lunatic, you know the word lunar, means solar or stellar. Mm -hmm. so, so it appears that something happened. Um, lunatic literally refers to something related to the moon. It is the idea seen in the word moonstruck, an expression based on the ancient belief. Back then, the ancients believed that uh, um, it was related to mental illness or madness, but it was caused by, by the moon. But this is what happened. History, I, was I went and did some history reading. What happened was back then, is, what, what happened was the ancients, when they worship other gods, they, they, they usually do it uh, when the moon is at its peak, on the full moon. So they would get away somewhere at 12 in the night when the moon when it's dark and they would start worshiping their demon gods this man brought his son with him that's what happened brought so while they were there i don't know what they would do you know i don't know how they worship the devil <laughs> while they were there doing that that ceremony the boy the child that demon possessed. A demon just came because they're worshiping the demons. They open up a door for the enemy. And, and what possessed the boy? And now the demon is trying to kill his son. The man knows that because that's why everybody's saying, this, he, your boy is ill, he's getting seizures. But he's, he told Jesus, no, my son is a lunatic. A demon is bothering him because I know what I did. Everybody think it's something as what I know what I did. I took my son to worship. And he came back different. You know your child, you know when something happened? Hmm? 
And so he told Jesus, he said, to him, my son is sore, vexed. In other words, uh, he, he suffers terribly. He's diseased. Oftentimes the demon tried to kill him. And we said, we looked at it already. Uh, uh, he, he, he's a fighter because even if your demon possess, you still have a will. Amen. Let me say that again. Even if your demon possess, you still have a, a will. You can choose to do right or wrong. Amen. Amen? Alright, so, so, so this is, this particular story is also in Mark. Let us see how Mark described it. Can we go to Mark chapter 9 quickly? And let's look at verse 17 and 18. Mark chapter 9 verse 17 and 18. You got it? It says, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a what? Yeah, Mark told us what the man told Jesus. The man said to Jesus, my son has a dumb spirit. Because when we went to worship, he could speak. When he came back, <laughs> he couldn't speak. Something is wrong. <laughs> While growing up in church, just from this particular account, when we had ministers coming, coming to minister, and they were about to cast demons, they think they were, they would have all the kids under a big sheet. I'm not sure that if that happened, a big white sheet. I'm not sure if that happened. Anybody grew up in church, no? So all of us kids, they, they would put us here outside in the foyer, yeah, and then cover us with a big sheet, like a demon kill and pass under a sheet. <laughs> Just dramatic. That they would cover, cover us and unbelieve the sheet like Shaggy. <laughs> Scared, and you and you, you would hear them say, "Are you already? Just 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 do your thing. You have not to shout. Are you ready? Let's go." And then they would go and do the, the and then say, "Kids, they would come take out the cover. Kids, it's all right." I would say, "Oh God, thank you. I'm not possessed." <laughs> thank God, you all didn't go through that. Amen. Forty-five minutes under that shit was rough. <laughs> covered <laughs> and <laughs> so he said to Jesus my son has a dumb spirit a spirit which makes him mute verse 18 says and notice what he told Jesus he said and where, where wheresoever he taketh him in other words wherever the demon seizes him wherever it lays hold on him and makes him his own notice what's happening and the devil will do it especially in the presence of people who are who are godly because he's trying to distract them so they won't cast him out. Wherever he taketh him, he, he what? He what? Teareth him. You know, tears mean to dash him to the ground. Amen. The demon would slam the boy to the ground and he begins to convulse. He would twirl and while he's convulsing, he's frothing. That is why the disciples, the nine apostles... Could not cast him out. Distraction. They got scared. The truth be told. <laughs> the truth be told. If you approach somebody who is demon possessed. And that person fall to the ground. And they begin to constrict and convulse. And their eyes start to turn. Uh huh. I think it, I think it would bother you a little bit. Don't you think? <laughs> You think so? <laughs> I'm out of here. Huh? 
that's what happened. <laughs> when, when Thomas saw that Mr. Woody, Thomas said, mm -mm. <laughs> not today. Bartholomew said, let me try. <laughs> one, <laughs> one by one they came. And they said, I don't mean to laugh. You all have me laughing. <laughs> but <laughs> well, you can see what's happening, right? Because the, the, what you see, what you hear will affect your faith, your belief. Amen? And so that is why they could not. But I thank God they grew and we know they overcame that. Peter got to the point where he would walk down the street with his arms open and his shadow would fall on people and they would be healed. I mean, that's a lot of growth. Are you with me, saints? We cannot just stop here. They're still in training. They're still in training, but they're going to grow. Like we are here today, we need to grow, amen? amen. That's why I'm going through this meticulously so we can understand. The Christ, I think in 1 Peter 3.15, Jesus said to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We grow in grace. For some, we need to grow what? That's, notice what the Bible says. You first grow in grace. For some reason, people choose to grow in knowledge and not in grace. Hmm? Can, can, can I make it plain? People choose to grow in knowledge and not in niceness. Yeah. Not, they're, just, they're just that graceful. And I'm in the spirit. No, you're not in the spirit. You're just not graceful. And the Bible says you and I need to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let's continue. The Bible says the demon cheereth him and he foameth, froths at the mouth. Notice what else the man told Jesus. He gnashes, what? He gnashes with his teeth. He grinds his teeth and pineth away. Pineth away means after the demon is done with him, the boy is so exhausted, he just lies stiff like he's dead. So exhausted from the beating from that demon every year, every year, until Jesus showed up. How many of you can feel for the Father? Now sometimes it's not you and sometimes because it's not us, we are far removed. But brothers and sisters, put yourself in the man's place. You have one son. You made a mistake and the devil is taking advantage of you. You have no name. You don't have the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I thank God for we have the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Th that, is why, that is why I started. I started. That is why I started saying that Jesus said in Luke 640, a disciple is not above his master, but he that is perfect will be as his master. The word perfect means he that is fully trained. Amen. That's why we have to be fully what? train and the bible says when we become fully trained we'll be like jesus we'll be like whom yeah don't you don't you remove yourself from that we can be like jesus all it all it takes is you and i making up our mind okay today i failed enough that's it i failed enough i'm going to set time to read the bible uh-huh make my way mm -hmm. i'm going to cut off wasting time stop watching all these movies stop being involved giving everything everybody my time amen are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Now I'm going to seek God. I'm going to pursue God. I'm going to consecrate 2023. I guarantee you, you'll emerge a different person at the end of 2023. I'm going to guard my time. Praise the Lord. 
Yes, I saw it. I, I, I've met people. I met a guy. I was at um when did, when we started when we started we had a we rented a particular classroom in a school here, and the uh, adult education center they rented to us. Uh, we used to have uh, Bible studies on Tuesday evenings, and I met the school resource officer. He had his uh, he was dressed as an officer, so I approached him, gave him uh, a track. And he said, oh, he said, Pastor, I'm saved. I said, praise the Lord. He said, let me tell you my story. He said, five years ago, I was homeless beneath a bridge. He said, I chose not to go to the homeless uh, shelter because they told me what time to come in. I didn't want to be in at nine o'clock. So he said, I stayed beneath a bridge. And he said, somebody would bring food for me. And one day somebody brought food and a Bible. And the man said, I cannot explain it, but I heard it changes people's lives. So the man took the Bible and thrust in his bosom. He said, well, since I had time, I began reading. The, he said, my first read around, I said, oh. He, 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 that's what he said to me. He said, my, for the very first time, I'm beginning, things begin to line up. He said, well, let me read it again. He read it a second time. And he said, the second time he read the Bible, he said, oh my God, I know I was born. Cleaned himself up. Go back to the shelter. Got himself a job and went to school, to the academy to be a police officer. And when I met him, he was married with three kids and had just bought a house. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? He'd not sat in one counselor's office. I'm, I have nothing against counselor saints. You hear me? I have nothing. But he got, the, he got in touch with our champion ruler. That's right. Our God is champion. How do you move from living beneath a bridge? Married three kids, brand new house. All he had was the word of God. His belief in God grew. That's right. He saw himself as God saw him. Ah, God, God restored that man. And if God can do it for him, oh, that night I preached like that. I preached, I preached that night, that Tuesday night. I felt the power of God. I think that was the best Bible study we had. After I got the testimony. <laughs> After I got the testimony of what God can do for a man beneath a bridge. This is what the Bible says. I'm going to bring it to a close. In John chapter 14. I might won't finish. I'm starting here. And I want to continue next Sunday. In John chapter 14. Verse 12. Jesus made a statement. And he prefaced it with verily, verily. Every time Jesus preface what he's going to say with verily verily it means oh oh it's not conventionally conventionally accepted what he's going to say is not in vogue you know what verily verily means truly truly so he has to say it twice so you can understand because that's not what's believed and accepted amen <laughs> what did he say right here in John 4 he said verily verily I say unto you hear that word you see, you see here, here it goes again. He that what? Believeth. Believeth on me. Watch the works that I do. Right, Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying, you can do what I do. You can lay hands. You can cast out demons. Next week I'll show you where the disciples were empowered to do so, but they failed. Jesus is, the, the point is you and I, we've not gotten to the point where we can believe that. We've not convinced our mind that this is possible. 
Because our five senses are so alive. They are not dead. That's what the Bible says. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Kill them. The flesh is not the skin. It's a way of thinking. So Jesus said here, he said, he said, the works that I do, shall you do also. And he, he, he didn't say, he pressed further in, I love Jesus. And he said, and he's doubling down y'all. He's doubling down. He said, what? Greater works than these shall he do. Because what? I'm leaving. I'm leaving you in charge. Now, if you read commentaries, these commentators, they're fumbling over themselves, trying to explain it away. Well, the greater works he's talking about, the greater works is that, you know, we can do more um, because we have the uh, electronic media. We have this, we can do greater works. Okay, I'll give that to you. Let's just look at the works. He said what? The works. <laughs> he said, here I believe upon me, the works that I do. We are not talking about greater works. Right, Miss, Mrs. China? We are talking about just the works. The works. The, all right, all right. If you say... The greater works is the ability to propel the gospel because we have, because we are more technologically savvy. I understand that. I'll give that to you. But let us look just at the works. Is that okay? That's where they fumble. Because the works are raising the dead, healing the sick, opening blind eyes. <laughs> That's just the works. But what happened until you what? Let me tell you why fasting and praying is so important. Let me share with you what fire. Because Jesus said, the only thing the devil is afraid of is your ability to believe God. That's what he's of The devil, he's not afraid of your business acumen. He's not afraid of your, of your uh, net worth, your, your, uh, your educational background, what family you belong to. He's not afraid of your associations, whether or not you're in government. He's not, he doesn't give a rip. His only concern is that you don't believe God. Because he's afraid that you evolve into a little Jesus. That's all he's afraid of. Because if you do, he's in trouble. You can cause him a lot of problems. So before you get up during the day, Mr. Woodley, he has your day plan to distract you. Yeah, why do you... Four, five o'clock, sleeping. Okay. Yeah, he's planning your day to distract you and destroy you. Organizing how you're going to spend your time. Yeah, that, that's what he does. Yeah, so because he wants to get us away from this right here. The works that I do, the works you can do also. Don't you let anybody tell you what God can do for you and what cannot God cannot do for you. Now you get what I'm saying? <sighs> let me show you what Jesus told that man. The father, I'm going to come in, I'm bringing to a close, Mr. Woodley. I know that's my fourth time I'm saying that, but bear with me. In Mark, in Mark chapter 9, in Mark chapter 9, further down, I know we were in Matthew, in Mark chapter 9, further down, Jesus had a discourse with the boy's father. And Jesus said to the boy's father, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. To them that believe. And the boy father wavering between faith and unbelief. Told Jesus. I believe. Help. My unbelief. It's right here. And straight away the father cried. When Jesus tell him if you have. Can you back up to verse 20, 23. Because Jesus, need, Jesus needs his father to stand in the gap for him. 
He needs this boy's parent to stand in the gap for the boy. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, sir, all things are possible to him that believe. Your boy will be healed just like that. And the father wavering because he saw nine apostles, man of God, fail. He's heard of Jesus, but you know, hey, uh, I, you know, this is your entourage. They failed, uh, they failed I'm not sure. Huh? You just had bad representation. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So he said here, he said, if you can, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible. Jesus said to him, verse 24, quickly and bring it to a close. And straightway the father cried and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I'm between. I'm between. I'm, I'm trying my best here, Lord. And we all, we all go through that stage. I wish I, I, was, I was going to bring some water. Some water. I want you to envision it, though. Some water. Two parts of water. Clear. Mm -hmm. One is dirty. The other is clean. And while you pour water in one, the dirt comes out. As you pour the water, because the Bible says the word of God is, is like water. We are washed by the word. As you keep pouring the word, the clean water, the dirty water, the unbelief is coming out. The dirty water, until both parts look alike. Until, because you see, until that part is clear, you have unbelief and belief mixed. And as you keep putting God's word, the unbelief is coming out. That is why the devil doesn't want you to read the Bible. That is the only way you can believe God if you put the word of God in here, in you. That is why sometimes when you read the Bible, it's, it's, uh, when you take the Bible to read it, it's, 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 it's like it's just, it's just, it's hard work. Don't you feel like that sometimes? Why do I have to, ah, oh, the Bible again. Uh, uh. Mm? It's, it's just, the, the depth, your spiritual warfare. Or oh, as soon as you start reading, I call you. <laughs> I go, hey, what's up? I'm going to continue this next week and I want to show you, I want to show you what Jesus meant when he said, this kind comes only out by faith. Sorry, by praying and fasting. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. 
and the morning service begins at 11, and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.